Welcome back to Not Your Average, where you are empowered to live from the inside out for personal growth and global impact. Today's episode is going to be on stopping performing for love, whether that's professionally, personally, in your hobbies, even with yourself. Um, So whether unconscious or unconscious, this needs to do actually feeds our human need for love and belonging so those are legitimate needs and I don't think that anyone would argue that human beings don't have that no matter how hardened uh, the world may have become or how hard someone may perceive themselves to be those are actual human needs that we have from when we're born as well as safety and security and food and shelter and all those things but in terms of relational needs love and belonging is a need however as with everything we have the power to determine how that need affects our thoughts actions and life and so what i mean by stopping performing for love is really about looking for external validation or a sense of I need to be able to prove myself in order to gain someone's acceptance. And I'll speak a bit about why that is not only unnecessary, because you have innate value, regardless of whatever um, beliefs and paradigms and biases and viewpoints may exist in the world, you inherently have value through your existence. But it's important to understand that whilst it's nice to have the approval and the love even of others, it's actually not something that you need to perform for. Just by you being here and by you cultivating a sense of growth within yourself, that is enough. And I find that that's what a lot of people at their core may be really grappling with you know that sense of enoughness and to be honest we live in a world where everyone regardless of whatever station you may be in life is told by advertising by media by tv by everything um that what they have and who they are is not enough therefore you need to get this or if you don't have this person in your life or if you don't have that actually that creates a sense of inadequacy which is really geared towards you to take certain action in some way so you have to also understand how the sort of world paradigm can sometimes manipulate your emotions particularly now where we live in an age where you can compare and contrast your life with everyone else's at the touch of a button on your phone in your face 24 7. so one of the things that I wanted to touch on, this is my first point in how to stop performing for love, because sometimes we do it and we don't think that we're doing it. And so a lot of it is about growing awareness. And I've talked about developing awareness in um, previous episodes. So I would encourage you to check that out. But my first point is to spend time alone and how to and cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself. This is essential as how you feel and talk to and relate to yourself affects your entire life, not just your personal relationships, but it also affects you professionally. How the opportunities that you go for, your ability to negotiate your salary, if that's 
something that you need to do, your ability to step forward for projects that you know you will add value. So you're not just stepping forward because you're hoping that other people will like the fact that you step forward, but you don't really want to do it. That's actually not confidence. What's confidence is knowing I'm just going to step forward for what I know will actually add value to my life. And also to those that I'm working around. So again, it's it's not just personal relationships. And so a correct and healthy perception of self is key to retaining worth in every situation. It's so important to understand that because we usually behave from our level of deservedness. And I'll say that again. Human beings, whether again, whether they're aware or not, usually behave from their level of deservedness. Now we have people on extreme spectrum. So we have people who don't really understand their worth. And then we have people who really are sociopathic or narcissistic and feel entitled to everything and everyone in energy. And I have to also caveat that, that those types of personalities are usually not the loudest. And so those people feel like they can get everything for nothing in the sense of they don't have to show respect or human dignity. So what I mean by not performing for love, I don't mean that you don't need to respect people. I don't mean that you don't need to be kind to people. Those for me are just just they don't need to be spoken about are given there are a given because this is who we at not your average stand for that sense of integrity with how you interact with other people does that mean that you're going to be perfect all the time no but your baseline your barometer of living is that where you treat everyone with kindness and dignity and respect but performing is when you go above that to gain approval. Now, I read somewhere that you really only have approval from about 60% of the people that you meet. That 50% of the people may or may not like you. So they are completely neutral. So when you might say something that triggers something in them, you might do something they just generally don't agree with. You might say, I don't know, you might have a hobby that they just don't like, whatever. There are so many reasons why people would not approve of you. So you have no control over that. So focusing on that is completely futile. It saps your energy and it's the biggest distraction, which is why spending time alone is key so that you can be able to hear your voice. You can clearly hear your own voice. You can clearly hear your own priorities so you can live purposefully and not people-pleasing. Not doing things in order to think, well, if I have this person's approval, ask yourself when was the last time, maybe apart from your (laughs) direct boss, when was the last time someone's approval helped you pay your bills? When was the last time someone's approval helped you get over a health crisis? When was the last time someone's, um, you know, approval kind of helped you build the motivation to do something out of your comfort zone because usually people approve you when you say yes to them when you're always the person who is you know helping them or being assistance to them and that's not bad but that only needs to be done with integrity when you know I don't expect anything back I'm doing this because I want to, not because I feel I need to in order to be liked. So again, 
when you spend time alone, you cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself because how you see yourself will affect how you interact also in your personal relationships, how well and how healthy your boundaries are, how much you uh, allow yourself, even in positive, exciting situations, how much you allow yourself to spend energy in those things because you still need rest. You still need to be stay focused on your goals. You still need to be focused on the person that you're becoming. And so it's really about having a sense of management of your own life. And if you don't have that sense of management of your own life, other people, I can guarantee, will manage it for you or will try to manage it for you. And that is what you don't want because that breeds resentment, it breeds bitterness, it breeds victimhood, it breeds unhealthy relationships, it breeds a pattern and a habit. And our brains love patterns, habits. That's why us changing ourselves once we become self-aware seems like such a hard task. Why? Because we've been in a thought pattern. We've been in a way of behaving. We've been in a way of doing that's been practiced over and over again. So when you spend alone time and it becomes something comfortable for you, when and I can guarantee you, most people, 99% of people do not care whether you go out to eat alone, whether you're at the cinema alone, whether you are, you know, running on your own as in working out on your own. People are not paying that much attention to you because they're also concerned and involved with their own lives. So it helps you build confidence. It helps get rid of that self-consciousness. It helps you have the ability to do things without having to wait for others to not only approve of it, but to join you. It helps you discover more about yourself. It takes you outside of your comfort zone. So again, don't see alone time as a negative thing because sometimes you need that. You need that pause. You need that space, relational space, to be able to know who you are, what you stand for, and also to evaluate who's in your life, which is extremely essential. My second point for st- in, as a tool to be able to help you to stop performing for love is to say no and release guilt, okay? So you are allowed to set healthy boundaries not just personally, but also professionally. And I find that, you know, in personal circumstances, you might find it slightly easier because there's no money involved. (laughs) There's no contract involved. But when it comes to professional relationships, sometimes people find that hard. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that, you know, your supervisor has been put there, whether you agree with their skills, ability, position, whatever it may be, even if they are a fantastic person at their job, they are not there to manage you and your entire life. They're there to manage the tasks that have been set for you. So it is up to you to manage your entire life and not give somebody else that power that they not only have not earned, but it's actually not within their remit to do so. So setting boundaries about what you discuss with colleagues, what you discuss with your boss, what you discuss with anyone outside of your inner circle, or even yourself, is so key to maintaining healthy working relationships and that level of respect and ensuring that there's no over-familiarity. 
And again, there are a lot of people who do sort of work in professional coaching in terms of in the workplace. And so I'll leave you to research about the things to look for, the green flags and the red flags to look for in a workplace that can help you really pick the best, but also can help you have a strategy so that if you do find yourself in a sticky situation or in a situation where your boundaries are not honored, then you can be able to address those effectively without detrimenting your character first and foremost, and then your paycheck. So over-explaining is actually a trauma response. And the holistic psychologist on Instagram, I think her name is Nicole LaPera, goes into this in a bit more detail. So check out her work. But she actually says that it's really just a habit that you form to keep yourself safe in whatever situation you found yourself in as your brain was developing in your younger years. And so if done constantly, you you don't have the space to evaluate why you do it. So the key is to look at the root cause of why you would overexplain or why you feel the need. And usually it's because you fear loss, you fear rejection, you fear abandonment, you fear disapproval, you fear anger, you fear loss of opportunity, not just loss of person. But the truth is, that nothing that is meant for you can actually be lost. Nothing that is meant for, uh, that is good and that is healthy, because that's what you want, because not every opportunity, not every person may be the best for you. You have to understand and grow the discernment and have the faith enough to be able to release things if your no is met with resistance. And what I mean by resistance, it's not just somebody being disappointed in you saying no is actually quite normal resistance is a whole different ball game so if you're seeing that there's you know hostility retaliation whatever not a healthy communication then that means that that's where you really did need a no that's where you did need to set healthy boundaries and part of setting healthy boundaries is for you yourself to accept when others set healthy boundaries with you and not to resent their boundaries, not to see their boundaries as rejection or abandonment or whatever. Let it be what it is. And when you let it be what it is, it helps you practice emotional control, detachment, because these two are so crucial for you to uh, evaluate a situation. And it allows you to think clearly about what you need to do or what you don't need to do. Sometimes some things don't require action. Sometimes some things don't require anything. Sometimes you just need to sit back and observe. But you're not going to be able to do that if you're busy over explaining things, if you're busy sort of overcompensating when you don't need to. And so saying no is not about going to the deep end and being militant about anything you know the beauty about us as humans is that we have the choice and we can choose to have a sense of balance in our decision making and so that's where we create balance everyone talks about having a balanced life well we we juggle a lot in the modern world but so the reality is that you are going to have some disappointment but that's going to be the norm of life and so just as other people may have disappointed you you will probably disappoint others but you have to release the guilt of that because 
that guilt is taking away mental energy that you could be using to think about your purpose, think about who you could help today, whether it's just buying them a coffee or smiling at them or giving them a compliment. All of that stuff, when you're so busy introspectively thinking about that, ruminating without a solution, that's energy that could be better spent elsewhere. So say no, but also respect other people's no. Learn to understand that And if that no, if those no's you feel are not sort of um, proportionate to the situation, again, that's information. Treat every interaction with other people as information. It's information to let you know how you can um, interact with that person in future. And also, it's information about you getting to know yourself, which is crucial because that's the only person that you have control over. So my third point in how to stop performing for love leading on from that is practice detachment. What do I mean by this? Detachment is really about mindfulness and it takes consistent practice. So yes, it will feel a bit like just onerous and as if you're kind of forcing something, but as with any new habit, you have to be hyper aware of you doing it, particularly when it's a mental habit and one that I would say is actually also spiritual in the sense of you are not operating from your um, instinct per se. Uh, and The instinct that is maybe driven by a past trauma, past hurt or wanting to avoid a situation or wanting to you know, even create a future situation. So you're not responding erratically, you're not reacting, you're actually taking your time to mindfully be in the present so that you override your subconscious programming. So this is vital because 99% of what others do actually is just a projection of their internal world. Whether it seems personal, even if it is, 99% of the time it's because that's how they're feeling inside. So it's not personal to you. And when you practice detachment, it means that you're also not taking on that person's energy. So if somebody is doing things or disapproving of you, it's usually because they're trying to pull away, pull away so that you push forward and lean into that and start performing. But when you see that cycle, when you ate, when you are detached, you can recognize that for what it is and you can see this is a game I'm not willing to play. This is a game that has no benefit to both parties. This is something that is trying to get me on a hamster wheel and I'm not going anywhere. So detachment helps you respond, as I said, and it makes you less inviting to those uh, toxic people with narcissistic personality disorder traits. Um, As I said, sometimes the people with narcissistic personality disorder are not the loudest. They're not the ones always taking a selfies, usually. Uh, A lot of the narcissists in our modern society uh, tend to be more on the malignant side. They tend to be very, um, very mindful, actually, and very focused on how they can read people. But instead of using that for... Uh, the good to make a positive impact unfortunately they use it for malicious intent so you have to be able to understand yourself and practice detachment so that your emotions are not purely on the surface and visible to others because then you'll be like a puppet on the string 
for other people because you're not aware of your own emotions. You're not even detached from the actions of others. So that's really key because when you detach, you're able to say, well, what are my values? Go back to your values. That's how you control your emotions. These are my values. This is what I want to live by. And so therefore I won't depart from that in how I live my life. That will help you instead of trying to learn 55 techniques for this or, you know, 10 ways to do this. Think about what are my values in every situation, every morning, remind yourself, reprogram your mind, practice detachment, because then let, that lets you know that you not only have this confidence to be able to be detached from the actions and or inaction of others, but more importantly, you are focusing on living purposefully. And number four, my last point on how to stop performing for love is to develop a well-rounded life. You know, put your energy into what you enjoy, what helps your well-being, grows your well-being, and quite simply, what you want to do. You know, being so busy creating your own life means that you won't be concerned about who does and does not approve of you, you know, because you've taken 100% responsibility. So falling in love with your life means that you use your gifts, you know, you um, use those gifts in whatever way they show up in the world. It could be one gift, it could be multiple gifts to add value to other people, to share your value with other people, not to campaign for it, not to prove it, but to just share it because you already know that it exists. And that will bring people who are aligned to you and your purpose. And that will bring you to people whose purpose you're also aligned to. You also attract people who are also in love with their life. And I remember reading a recent um, article that uh, sort of celebrated Beyonce's 40th birthday. And one thing that she said in that interview really stuck out to me. She said that obviously as an artist, you are really the breadwinner for everyone on your team so you everyone is counting on you to be the one who makes it rain and she just said so that makes it quite difficult to determine who's genuine and who's not because there's always some way that someone's maybe looking to benefit from anyone it's not just Beyonce it's anyone who someone may feel that they can sort of get next to you know and what falling in love with your own life means is that you also surround yourself with people who are in love with their own life and have their own goals and their own dreams. There's no competition, there's no jealousy, there's no sort of maliciousness, there's no underhand tactics, there's no sabotage. And you might think that's dramatic, but it's really not. And I, and I promise you, not only for the things that I have personally experienced, but for the things that I've observed other people go through. So this is not about being negative, this is about being realistic, but also knowing that you can overcome those situations by cultivating a life that is rich on the inside, and then you will repel anyone who doesn't sort of align with that by also practicing detachment. But also, you will have people in your own life who like to see others flourish. This is so key. And by cultivating and being in love with your own life, you also won't hold on to people who liked you at a certain point, 
who liked you when your mindset was at a certain point, who liked you when you were only involved in a certain group, or who only want to be around you when they think you're popping, or when you are, you know, in the best of moods, you know, or you you're not going to be beholden to those seasons because you will have elevated your mind because you're again you're busy understanding that your time is precious and that you want to create a life that feels good as someone said uh, offline as it does online so back to Beyonce's article so she said that she makes sure that she surrounds herself with people who have their own dreams have their own aspirations have their own things going on they have a sense of self-sufficiency within their own lives they're not relying on her to be the be all and end all and so I think that that's really key particularly for women because we are instinctually most of us not all but most of us are instinctually nurturing giving loving you know that's just how we are wired but the crucial thing is when you have that and you understand that and and then build healthy boundaries around that then that's when you can create and cultivate a healthy life that you're in love with and that you can really attract individuals instead of chasing them and trying to perform for them and trying to you know get people to understand you or like you or whatever let it go let it go and release that need to have that sense of approval and ask yourself what is the root cause of that what is the root cause of any need for approval why do i need a complete stranger to like me why do i need somebody to agree with me why do i need you know all my work colleagues to be my best friend no <laughs> what you want is quality over quantity with everything people you know jobs you want even in your clothing it's not about the quantity of things it's about the quality of things in your life and how your life not only feels but how it impacts others so i hope that has helped you today to recap how to stop performing for love and this is not said to be in a judgmental way in any way shape or form this is just to give you a bit of food for thought and some tools that can help you really just either jump start this journey or continue on this journey or just remind yourself as a daily reminder to so play this back as many times as you like so the first point was spend time alone and cultivate a healthy relationship with yourself you don't need to be seen with everyone doing everything all the time because when you are so comfortable in your own company you can then know that you are choosing jobs people places cities homes whatever because you want it not because you need it number 2 cultivate healthy boundaries say no release the guilt you're not going to please everyone all the time even jesus couldn't please everyone all of the time he wasn't loved by everyone so you have to ask yourself why would i expect that that also helps you to release your ego yes even if you feel guilty about saying no that is also a part of ego because you feel like everyone should like you there is no such thing as should no one owes you anything and really that helps you to again emotionally regulate and also release the ego number 3 practice detachment detachment is your friend this does not mean that you are apathetic 
which means you have no feelings about anything or no opinions about anything. This does not mean that you suppress your emotions. Again, very, very dangerous because it comes out in other ways, not only through your health, your physical health, your mental health, your relationships. Things are to be processed, not clung on to. So detachment is just about processing things and situations rather than identifying with them which is usually what happens when we get into a cycle of people pleasing because we take on the identity of others through their responses to us rather than cultivating our own first and foremost and number four develop a well-rounded life develop a life that you're in love people like to be around others who are not you know pretending to be positive but are actually just like you know what just generally grateful and happy in the fact that they're able to live life. That doesn't mean everything is perfect. doesn't mean that you're going to get everything right all the time. just means that you are grateful. And that is a great place to end this here. So thank you so much, as ever, for listening. Uh, share this with anyone in your world who you think needs some encouragement. And I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.